He sounds like a bitter Betty. He does sound bitter. I'm I'm sorry. When you have, I know plus minus is like a dumb stat, but when you when you're a minus thirty one on the season, I don't think you get to talk about who's in the Norris race or not. Hi everyone, and welcome back to Where's My Stick. I'm Kelsey. I'm Christy, and I'm Danielle. And we are back for our 20th episode, the big two zero. If we were on America's Next Top Model, there would be boys in the house. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't even, I haven't watched that in so long. Like, they do that? Yeah, and the theme song, it's just the normal theme song, but sometimes this guy comes in and is like, boys in the house. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> so... The season is just plugging along. We're getting really, really close to playoffs, which is exciting and a little bit uh, scary. But in the meantime, we have a lot of sort of non-hockey, but still hockey things going on in the NHL. Um, Starting off with the Carolina Hurricanes, who have been killing it this year for their Hockey is for Everyone programs. Um, They've hosted five different theme nights. One was a You Can Play sort of pride night. Um, One was a girls hockey night. One was a Triangle Special Hockey Association night. And one was a Triangle Sled Hockey Association night. And then they also had a Capital City Crew night. And Capital City um, Crew provides opportunities for inner city youth to play ice hockey through partnerships with the Wake County Boys and Girls Clubs. Um, And Hayden Flurry and Trevor Van's room psych actually sort of crashed a game with them in February and brought more attention to them and supports and yeah the canes have just been doing really really well yeah yeah i didn't realize how like soft they were like i guess um i saw the video that they posted where they had like different members of different communities like talking about what how hockey is for everyone like impacts them and then when i had to look it up i was just like they actually do a lot yeah and the Penguins don't. I mean, every team could. Every team could take notes. Yes, this yes, is probably definitely. the best. Um, you can play or hockey is for everyone month, like mm-hmm. that any team has ever done. Yeah, it, they yeah, did it a ton, and um, the fact that they did it and they're in Carolina and they're in the South, and I think that was Dallas's. Like, that reason why reason. they didn't really do a lot for hockey, um, for You Can Play and, like, hockey's for everyone, because they were, like, I don't think it was said, but it was kind of like, oh, we're a southern team, like, you know, you know how it is in the south. But, I mean, the Canes are kind of like, and, so. <laughs> it was really cool. And they did, like, I don't know, Carolina, they're so endearing. Like, if they weren't in the Metro... <laughs> And then yeah, I, I if they didn't trade Jeff Skinner, like, and then like do extremely well, I would be like the biggest Canes fan because they really are trying, and and everyone makes fun of them, and or everyone has in the past made fun of them for like, oh, look at their like attendance and and stuff like that. But it's like they're doing stuff different because they're trying to get more fans, and I think they're doing it the right way. It comes up very genuine. Yeah. Instead of just being like, oh, we'll slap a um, pride 
we'll slap some pride tape on some sticks and then yeah. we'll donate money. It seems very, very genuine. Exactly. It's like we're actually like trying to get to know our fans. It's not like, okay, we want like like we want more money, so we're just gonna try to do this. It's like they're really trying to make a family and like a community around the team and I think that really it's like you said, it's very genuine. And also one thing, in the little video of all four like all it was like Trevor and then like I think their radio guy and then someone who works like in the organization and then four fans. But like the, when the fans were talking about it, <clears throat> they were talking about how like hockey specifically for them has helped them through like difficult parts of t- difficult times, difficult parts in your in their life. And I feel yeah. I just like relate so much to that because sometimes like I mean at at the end of the day, hockey and just sports in general are like kind of an escape from everyday life. I mean so. Um, it's nice to see that acknowledged and like, I mean, yeah, sometimes we, like fans are super emotional or super, you know, um, a lot, like they just react so much and they live and die with their team. But, you know, sometimes it's just because that team is just like distracting them from something, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. like, you see it all the time around like the holidays when like teams go and visit like the hospitals and stuff. And they just say like kids playing these games or p- playing with their favorite hockey players distracted them from the pain that they're feeling. And it's just like, you know, I don't know. It just shows when I saw that video and I saw them, I kind of, I felt like I saw myself. Cause I was like, yeah, I've used hockey as a distraction before. And I don't know. It was just really, it was really nice. And it was nice to see it. So I like that. I was like, Kane's. Oh my gosh. Am I rooting for you? <laughs> <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> well, I was rooting for them last night. And, yeah, uh, there was no uh, celebration after that game. So <laughs> <laughs> they played the Caps. The Caps. They weren't even at. They weren't at home. <laughs> well, they could have did it. They could have did it. Um, in what is it? Capital One Arena. They could have done it. Just I kidding. They was... would have gotten attacked oh. by those fans. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was nice how um, Van Riemsdyk. He was the hockeyest forever running ambassador when he was. On the Blackhawks, and then when he got traded, he was like, I'm still going to do it. And he was active with You Can Play stuff when he was in college, too. And I was just like, look at you, being inclusive. Do you guys know, like, the history of You Can Play? No. No. So, okay. (laughs) So I only know it because um, I was listening to Beginner's Puck, and one of their most recent episodes, I think it's the last one, um... They do like a little segment and it's like the more you know or something like that. And they talked about the history of You Can Play. And it actually stemmed from Brian Burke, I believe, his son. Uh, oh, who's... right. Yes. Yeah, one... yeah. And his son is in charge of like player safety I th- or so was it? His he's, like... son is gay, right? And he's like a hockey player. So his son, yes, his son was gay and he, he passed away. Right. Um, and so the, the You Can Play movement is in... Um, it's like basically like dedicated to him because, you know, Brian Burke, when he came out, like the whole family supported him and mm-hmm. in his memory, they want to create a better like environment for, um, the LGBT community. Um, and basically everyone, but it's really stems with the LGBT community and saying like, listen, that's why they say if you can play, you can play. And like, it, that's just, that's all that hockey is playing the sport. Um, and so, yeah, like that was, like him passing away, his brother like started the foundation and their end goal is like basically um, so that we're not needed anymore. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's, they want, their goal is so that there is no, you can play 
program because it's just second nature to accept anybody into hockey. If they can play, they can play. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know that thing where I was like, oh, my gosh, that guy. That's, that's how I felt when I watched it. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's so, so sweet. And so, like, that is perfect. Like, absolutely. It's such a pure initiative. And then after hearing that and then, like, seeing how some clubs or some hockey teams just, like, do the barest of minimum. And it's not even about, like... It's not even about like, oh, pride tape. It's like, it's accepting these people into your, like into your team, into your fan base, into hockey, into the hockey culture, because it's like, at the end of the day, everybody just wants their team to win and to score goals. And however you can win and score goals, like, and keep players safe and not like, you know, attack people and do stuff the bad way. Like, why is that a problem? If you like guys and you're a guy or you like girls you're a girl you like whoever you want to like why is that a problem why is that such a stigma in this community and it's just it's just it's a very pure program project and like it's just very like they're doing it around all hockey teams obviously that's what triggered it was like you told me that trevor did it in hot college but yeah like it's just such a pure program and the fact that there are some teams that just don't fully get behind it it's really disheartening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that always makes me think, um, I think Anders Nielsen gave the interview and yeah. either he brought it up or the interviewer brought it up how, you know, just statistically speaking, like there's probably or most certainly um, like gay players yeah. in the NHL. And then Anders Nielsen actually said, um, oh, I don't think so. I like the atmosphere is so bad that I don't think they would have like yeah Come kept out. playing yeah and that's that was that's so terrible. that's sad yeah like and I mean and he was saying like he was saying like at least at at the NHL level or yes. like maybe like this, yeah. like you know because he's saying like that if it if they if there were they probably have dropped out already because yes. that's how toxic yeah. the environment is and this is from like a like a straight white male like he yeah, yeah. has like a wife and kids like. This does is he, just a guy who's just an ally. Yeah. Does he have the flag on his helmet or who's that? Someone I believe has... he does. I think that's okay. him. I believe he I believe he does. Yeah. Like well he did when he had when he was with the Canucks. I think he still has it with the the Sens. Um Did he I know there was an issue of like him getting a new helmet when he like got traded. Yeah. I don't know. I thought he still did. But either way, as soon as he went to Ottawa, him and his wife did like the Pride March. Yeah. There, yeah. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, I loved it when he was a Canuck. I was very upset they traded him to a team that I don't watch. Yeah. He's very sweet. He is very sweet. Yeah. And it's so funny. The Canes did this, like, right after we, like, dropped our last out, our last episode. And, um, they like it was like we were like yeah the Canucks look they have like colorful jerseys and then the kids were like bam and we were Watch just like that. oh my god yeah. I know do you, do you think that um teams in less traditional markets have more freedom to maybe do more and not maybe stick to like what sort of standard in the NHL which is these sort of bare minimum events. I want to say yes and no, because I feel like for teams like Arizona and the Canes and Florida, 
whatever they do as long as they spin it as like oh well we're trying to get more people in seats and we're trying to like Mm -hmm. do all that stuff then it's fine but I feel like teams in bigger markets they have they have more power to do stuff so because like the way Dubas is I feel like if he wanted to really really do something he could because he's in Toronto whereas like or well, if he wanted to change something, he could because he's in Toronto. Whereas, like, John Chaka, I don't, like, whatever he's saying, who's listening to him? Sure. Yeah. I I don't know, Kelsey. And I think about that all the time. I don't know if it's smaller mark or untraditional markets. I think, I think one, it, it relies heavily on, like, your ownership. And, like, I, I definitely think, like, your ownership, do they, are they business? Like, are they a business person or are they just, like, a, a, a rich person that owns the team? Because I feel like with the Canes, like, yeah, they're, they are they have to do a lot of different things to get um, to get teams or get fans in, in the seats. But look at Dallas. That, that Like, Texas isn't a traditional market for hockey, and they don't do those type of things. And then you look at, like, like you said, yeah, like the Coyotes – they have trouble sometimes filling their rink. And like the Sens, they have trouble filling their rink sometimes, but they don't go out, go all out for this. The and Sens you... did have that, a really good like advertising thing this year though. They did. That's or true. promotional series. Yeah, that but... is true. But nothing just... like the Kings though. Yeah. Where, where's a traditional market? Well, okay. Let's look like this is new, but the Rangers, the Rangers had like the, it's not the best pride, night but they definitely had a pride night that was noticeable and different and inclusive and that's a big market and that's a that's an original six so like no matter what the rangers are always going to have a sellout crowd like whether they're bad or good because it's like it's either you're like a diehard fan or it's like a status symbol they really don't have to be inclusive to the lgbt community but they did it anyway i don't know i'm trying to think of another team that's like not traditional or, or, yeah, like, not a traditional market that did something. Or, like, because I, I just can't remember. Like, and, and that's, and that that question, like, I think about it a lot because I think of, I hate to bring everything back to the Penguins because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but, like, I think about Pittsburgh and, like, they don't have to, like, they sell out every, every game. And if they don't, they'll, like, I don't know if this is true. This is just me, like, assuming but like if they don't then they're like oh college tickets and then like drop the price down to twenty dollars and then college kids will will fill this the rest of the seats like if they can't fill certain games but they don't in my opinion that like they don't they don't do anything noticeable for you can play like they don't try i i mean there's some like some players wear the the tape and then they raffle off those six but then where do they go where does the money go i don't really know i i don't know and like there have been things that i've heard like malkin has donated his suite to like lgbtq uh, kids but that's not advertised you know it's not like they're like malkin uh donated that suite to it and they have those that like hockey team or those kids from whatever school like come down there's a like a puck drop there's nothing like you don't really see you don't see like malkin going back up to meet with those kids i i don't know what happens so I, and that, to me, Pittsburgh is a big hockey market just because they've just won so much and they've had so many elite players on that team, like, historically, um, that you know about them. And so, I don't know. I 
And, like, Vancouver has done something really big. And, like, yeah, it's a Canadian market, so obviously they have fans. But Vancouver doesn't seem like that big of a team. Like, when you think of the big NHL teams, like the most popular ones, Vancouver doesn't come to mind, like, off the top of my head. So I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily, like, untraditional markets that do well. I just think it's, I think, it, I think a lot of it has to do with ownership and who knows, maybe the Canes just have like, have like a big LGBTQ community because I was talking to Allie earlier today and she was saying, how about how in Dallas, when Dallas didn't do their, you can play night, she had like the team had a lot of season ticket holders right into them and say like what the heck like this was the barest of minimum the players did absolutely nothing and i'm a season ticket holder season ticket holder and i'm a part of the lgbtq community and i have a problem with that and so the next year they had like some of the players wear the stick tape so it's like maybe maybe that happened and we just don't know about it but who really knows i think carolina's is very genuine i don't think it was like a money motivated uh stunt but who i don't know for sure but yeah, I don't know. That's I, I like. Yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. I hope I did, but <laughs> you did. Yeah, yeah. So just in general, everyone should do more. Even the Canes. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I think the Canes should lead the way. But yes, I definitely think that everybody else. All right. So next up, um, so the Capitals had their White House visit this week Um, that happened on Monday, and a few players did disrespect or (laughs) respectfully (laughs) (laughs) decline. I I wish they would have disrespectfully declined and been like, no, I'm not going. Um, so Holpe didn't go, um, citing that he wanted to stay true to his values and respectfully decline the offer. Um, in the end, and this is a quote from him, in the end, I never really came up with a situation where I would feel comfortable going. My family and myself, we believe in a world where humans are treated with respect, regardless of your stature, or what you're born into. So I think that's just where it's at in terms of this decision. You're asked to choose which side you're on, and I hope it's pretty clear what side I'm on. Um, and again, it's kind of like the bare, like, it's what you'd hope that he'd do and what he hoped he'd say. But I know last episode we were kind of like unsure if he would do it. So props to him for doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, um, Brett Connolly also didn't go. And I'm also going to point out that Devontae Smith probably didn't go. And they said that everyone, everyone from that team was invited and I'm sure that he could have gotten down from Hershey if he wanted to go. But, of course, he has said from the beginning that he wasn't going to, and he didn't. So, um, yeah, those three respectfully declined the invitation, and the rest of the team went where they had fairly limited media availability, but we still got a little glimpse into the festivities. Yeah. <laughs> It's like they were, like, ashamed to go, and they wanted to keep it a secret. Yeah. <laughs> well, the kind of did the same evidence. thing. I mean, yeah. But. Yeah, but, like, the Cavs were definitely, like, there's no media availability, like, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, you saw them in pictures, like, leaning on, like, laying on these couches or something. They were all, like, it seemed like they were all, like, in a movie room or something. Yeah. I was just like, are you at the, I was... I was about to say, are you at the White House or you're at Trump's house? And then I was like, wait. <laughs> <I'm sorry." laughs> but, um, 
Yeah. I wish that, like, you know how, like, when the pens went, um, Dan Potash and Ryan Reeves, like, eat in, like, somewhere in D.C.? I kind of hope that they, like, like, they, like, someone, their media person, and, like, Brett Conley and Brayden Hopey, like, ate somewhere. Yeah. Like, like, went on, like, a little date I mean, or like, something. Yeah, like, they're home. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So maybe they come. But it would have been nice to have, like, a little feature on the two guys. Like, so what? They're both doing really good this season. I don't even know if Caps do little features like that. I have no idea. I don't even know if they have, like, Caps have, like, in the room. I don't know. I don't know. I know, like, a lot of teams do have that type of thing, but. Nothing like the Penguins. Like, there's just, like, very documentary style, like. The Flyers have one that's similar. Is it, like, 30 minutes? Because I feel like they're, like, 15 because I watched one. You watched the a Penguins one? No, a Flyers one. No, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, they're like <laughs> they're like fifteen minutes, yeah. But they they drop more more frequently than uh, the okay. Penguins one. It's like as if the Penguins one were just cut into fifteen, like cut in half. That's how many episodes the Flyers ones are. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I remember one Nolan Patrick. They like followed around Nolan Patrick and Travis Konechny, and they got lost in their apartment garage, and it was. So funny. Don't they That's have, literally like, the one I watched. <laughs> don't they have like a live laugh love quote in their house or something? <laughs> Wait, they don't live together, but like, I, and I They're think so TK. I think TK lives with his girlfriend. I think. Oh, okay. I think I don't know this for sure, but they don't live together. Which I'm like, why are y'all both paying why money to are live you in like so codependent then? Like, yeah, like, like how like, are they not living with an adult right now? Like Claude, like, let them live with you, like right now. That's like a lot to say about. Okay. <laughs> um, anything else about the Capitals? Um, all right. Um, so next up, uh, the Sharks are doing some really cool stuff. Well, a few different teams are. Um, there's been a lot of teams are embracing. Or, I guess, um, supporting uh, multilingual broadcasting and promotions. Um, I think, who was it? Is it, I think it is Montreal is doing um, like a First Nations broadcast in Cree. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. And then also the Sharks have introduced a new Spanish language social media account um, and website. And they are also going to start transmitting their remaining games in Spanish. Um, and in Spanish, they are Los Tiburones. Um, and then the Golden Knights are also um, launching Spanish-speaking Twitter accounts and also some uh team and game info uh which i think is all very very cool yeah yeah i think that's so interesting that i we talked about this i'm gonna say months ago obviously but i forget um i know that greg had a um an article come out greg washinsky um and about the like the uh, is he after his last comments? He did tweet us that one time. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm still surprised he did that. But, uh, yeah, about, like, teams um, in, I guess we can say non-traditional markets that have, a, like, a large fan base or 
surrounding population that speaks Spanish um, that are now like doing stuff like this. And I think that's really cool. I, in his article, he was saying how like um, winning kind of breeds that mentality. Cause I know that they referenced Chicago and there were some Spanish speaking broad, there were Spanish speaking broadcasters that called games uh, for the Blackhawks. Um, and so you see that like teams like the Sharks who are going into the playoffs and are ready to make a deep run. Um, and then the Golden Knights who are ready to make a deep run. They're both doing um, Spanish speaking or Spanish social media accounts, which I think is really good because I mean, like, obviously, and I don't know if this is something that Spanish speaking fans do, but like, I mean, obviously you can translate certain stuff. Um, and I don't know if they just like have everything translated on their, on their Twitter accounts, but this is just so much easier because like stuff is lost in translation. And the fact that the sharks and the golden Knights have social media accounts that are just in Spanish is, it's just another way of having this be accessible to their Spanish speaking fans. I like that. I'm actually surprised that the sharks didn't have this before, just because I know that they, um, pretty often host like, um, Spanish heritage nights and, you know, have like these special promotions and special jerseys, I think. And so I was kind of surprised that they didn't do it, but I guess better late than never. Yeah. And I'm, I can't remember if the sharks were one of the, of the teams in Greg's article that did this before and then like got away from it Mm -hmm. and then it came back, came back to it. I'm not sure. Okay, yeah, then it was Panthers. So, um, yeah, that's actually, I'm surprised. And I asked um, one of, like, a Sharks beat writer, like, how long? Like, was this a trial period? Like, are they going to, with the Sharks, are they going to, are they going to transmit all their games, like, just for this year? Or is it, like, a three-year thing? And then to see how the fan base reacts to that. And they said they didn't know. Um, Unfortunately, they didn't say um, in, like, the articles that they, uh, released, but, I mean, regardless, this is, we all talk, we talked about how we, like, teams need to invite, uh, different, like, different fan bases in, and this is a way to do that, because here it is accessible to them to just see, like, to follow the Twitter account, and it's tweeted, and I looked at the Golden Knights, and they do the same exact thing, um, that their regular account does. And like they did the starting lineups with the emojis and they did that in the, on the Spanish uh, account. And that's cause they're still like having fun with it and stuff like yeah. that. Not just keeping it very like, it's what we want, but just in Spanish. Like they're still, they still, the, the account still has personality. That's good. And you mentioned this a little bit um, before, but I think that it's important that, um, you know, instead of, just being like, oh, well, they can use the translate button or something. The teams are making this effort to reach out and make it these first or these other languages. All right. Um, And then I actually don't know too much about what the stars are doing. So I, I saw it. They just came out today. Oh yeah. So hot off the the stars. Yes. So NHL, like the Dallas stars, NHL beat writer, Mike, Heine, I think it's pronounced. Uh, he wrote an article saying, like, the stars working to grow the game for hockey beyond Texas. And so the Mexico Ice Hockey Federation completed its first six-week uh, learn-to-play class with a group of um, six to ten-year-olds 
uh, and there were 33 uh, of them uh, from Mexico City. The group learned all... Okay, so the group, the equipment was all provided by the stars in the NHL, and um, the infrastructure of creating this continuously um, for, for the next few years was uh, started by the stars and um they spoke with the mexican federation officials to and to help set up the program they um formulated a plan on how to implement the lessons and find coaches uh they also showed how to administrate the program uh in a long-term basis and there was a quote that says they have good infrastructure there a lot of nice facilities that are un underused because of the lack of growth in the game so far lucas reed who's the director of uh, amateur hockey and partnership development with the stars said and he's one of the he was one of the people that really went out there and started to develop uh this system or this not system but this program with this for the stars and um he said it's the first step in the organization and they hope to have a long time a long-term relationship with um mexico city and they said, we wanted to do a test run first, and we think it's gone very well. Um, this was Dwight Mullins, the STARS Director of Hockey Development. He said, our next step is to talk to everyone and assess every element and see if there are things we can improve. But we're very excited going forward. Um, and they said the next, said that was the next step to, uh, to the Learn to Play program. Um, and they said, while it's great to teach young players how to play, you, you then need to give them leagues to play in and consistent playing opportunities. And the stars say they want to help with both. Um, they said, we'd like to bring some kids up in the summer and bring some, um, some of their more advanced travel teams up during the season to play some tournaments or exhibition games in Dallas. Um, and that was from Lucas Reed. He said, our goal is to help the Federation get new players and then provide infrastructure to help keep those players involved. That's the biggest challenge. Uh, we can get players in and learning and participating after six weeks, but, um, but then what do you do after that? And they say, that's a question that's, um, they're still working hard to answer. So this is something like, I think this is something like super new. Yeah. Um, and I think I, from, reading the rest of the article, I know that the Dallas stars are really excited to be one of the first NHL teams to go into Mexico because they say they believe it's a really uh, untapped market and they're excited to be the first NHL team there. And all of the kids like wearing the Dallas stars logo and like, you know, just getting new fans. Um, but I think that's, I, what I liked about the article um, is that they were really honest. Like they, they tried to set us, a good foundation for it but they know that they need to be consistent and to really have for to see it benefit in the long term they need to be consistent and continue to put money and time and interest into that program to really help see the fruits of their like their labor yeah at the end you know because i think that to me when i was reading it i believe they think that's like kind of like get, tapping into that market could help be like a feeder to like have like maybe the next Austin Matthews like in 10 years or something, you know, like, so, um, and I, uh, we posed a question on our Twitter account, like saying like, where would you want to see like the NHL step in and step up to help, uh, with hockey. And someone said specifically this part, like, you know, that it would be really cool if say like the Maple Leafs, like with Austin Matthews and like the Dallas stars play a couple 
exhibition games in Mexico City to like get the fans and their family like used to seeing like, okay, this is how good hockey could be. So help support your local rinks. So these kids could hopefully be at this stage one day. Yeah. And I thought that was a really good idea. Uh, NFL does that. They go to Mexico like once a year and they go to London. Like they have like London games like once or once or twice a year. And what they do with the games in London is that it's normally bad teams that play there. Yeah. <laughs> so the, so people become fans of those teams. And then like that, that's their like foot in the door for football. But um, <laughs> it's Surprise. so bad. Yeah. <laughs> so bad but like if they had like actual games played there that actually counted and mattered like how they do with the global series like when they go to finland and stuff um i think that would be like a really good idea um yeah i just would have wanted to be austin each time like if they go yeah no no i think that the first thing like because he's like one of like probably the biggest um, Mexican American um, in the NHL, they kind of wanted to like show him off, but I know that there's kind of like there's other um, uh, there's other Hispanic um, players. I'm not sure if they're of that ilk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Evan Rodriguez from the Sabers. I believe he's Hispanic, but Ooh. you really can't. Oh, I, I, he's Mexican, but he doesn't speak Spanish or anything. Matt Nieto, he's from like. He's from California. He plays in Colorado. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, he's he's Mexican, but he's not like Austin Matthews. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I'm surprised. Then, oh, maybe it's in the pipeline that I'm surprised that the stars haven't, you know, done like a Spanish account, Spanish. Uh, yeah, that's page. actually really weird, and it's really weird for them to like implement this program and not have a Spanish speaking. Um, like social media at least but i guess like the I mean, kids in mexico city speak English. Yeah. yeah yeah but still like i mean get like i always assume that like yeah being bilingual is fine like that's great obviously but can't you just it's easier to read something in your native language yes of course because it's like you read it in english and then you kind of have to translate it in your head like what is that equivalent to in in spanish just cut cut it yeah. and just yeah Dallas and that's so weird because I know that a lot of people were kind of like eh about Dallas doing this because they don't really do that much in their community to like engage with any that's what I was thinking yeah because um, I remember I was like yay about this I was like this is super cool and then people were like well you know and I was like oh my god I, it's, I feel like Dallas is really conservative you know so yeah I mean, they can't even have a hockey is for everyone night or whatever. Yeah. So the fact that... Why are you surprised they're doing this? Yeah. Yeah, that's really weird. Suspicious. Maybe Dallas will be one of the newer, newer teams to do that. Maybe they'll see how San Jose and Vegas are, you know, reaching out to their surrounding communities. And they're like, oh, wow, why didn't we do this? Yeah. yeah. Right. And then... Um, so John Cooper re-signed with the Lightning. 
Um, he has a .643 win percentage with the Bolts, is the longer tenu- longest tenured coach in the NHL, coming in at six years. Um, and the Lightning have played in the second most playoff games in the NHL since 2014. Um, and their 36 wins are tied for the second most with, uh, yeah, with Washington. Um, Who's first? Penguins. (laughs) (laughs) And they've appeared in three conference finals. Since like 2013 or something like that. And then what happened? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like surprised that the Blackhawks aren't up there. And, like, playoff wins, but I keep forgetting that, like, they, like, won a cup and then, like, missed the playoffs, and then, like, won a cup and then, like, missed oh, the, they, like, the missed first the playoffs. round. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, they actually, unless they win the cup, they don't really get that far in the playoffs. I kept trying to see for how long the contract extension was, but I couldn't find it. Like, every article is, like, multi-year contract. Like, how many years? Like, is it two years? Yeah. Two. But they rarely do that with, um with coach uh, signings. Like I remember um, uh, with Babcock was like the first one. They were like a six year deal. He's going to get fired. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So what I mean, Christy, you're the resident lightnings fan. I mean, what do you think about this? Is this good? I mean, yeah, but I want them to win. I mean, he's a good coach. He is a really good coach and he, the way he um, talks to players, he seems to really understand where they need to be and how to talk to each player. I think he talks to them, depending on the person, very, very differently. Um, and he was their AHL coach, so a lot of the guys he kind of came up with. Yeah. Um, and I just, I didn't realize that he was there for six years. Yeah. That's a long time. But, um, I just like I don't know like if they don't win this season like what happens like, I, I mean obviously it's not his fault but like it's it will be on him like if they don't win like it's on him yeah because it's just like what else can they do they have everything else yeah they, like you were given a stocked pantry and you made literal shit <laughs> like <laughs> but, but I was also thinking I think I hope and pray that last year was a very good learning experience for him because I really really do think he overthought it like the way he was deploying his lines and like hit the matchups that he had I think he overthought it a little bit whereas like when it was against the Penguins like they just ran in, he they ran into a hot team and then they couldn't but this year, like, their defense is all right. Like, their forwards are great. Like, goalies are set. And they should be they should be able to go far. But I also don't want to jinx it. And last year, they, yeah. sh- they should have beat the Caps last year. They really should have. It would have been easier crazy. for everyone if they had. Yes, it, it would have. Oh. It really would have. All right. So next up, uh, Drew Doughty has been having him a time. Sound bites wise, um, he has recently been saying a few different things. Um, firstly, on Matthew Kachuk, um, that he has no respect for him, none. 
I respect everyone else. I'll never talk to him off the ice. And it's happened many times every game since he's been on in the league. Um, right when he came into the league, obviously his plan was to try to get me off my game. And at times it worked, but I'm used to it and I know how to deal with it. He's entertaining for you guys, but he's not respected by most of the people in the league. It's not just me. That's a fact. <laughs> Matthew Kachuk is like 20 years old. Matthew Kachuk! Like, since he oh, stepped on the God. ice in LA, Daddy has been like, absolutely not. Like, like he, like, because I, I, whole, I wholeheartedly believe Matthew Kachuk tells the Jew Daddy to his face that you're not, you're, you're not, like, you're not hot shit. Like, you're a piece of shit. Like, you are nothing. And I think Daddy can't take it. Like, he's always been a little piece of shit. And... <laughs> the fact that he's, like, just... nobody respects him in the league. Like, I mean, he's like, yeah, and he's like, it's not just me. It's not just me. Like, it's everybody. Like, it's not like, just me. Like, Matthew oh, Kuchuk, yeah, he's, okay. like, he's very Brad Marchand light. Like, he will, like, yeah. I don't know, do some not-so-great things, but he can also score. So the fact that he's, like, nobody respects him in the league, like, come on. Like, yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, you talked to every single player player in the league? You didn't. Yeah, this like, is this huge group chat that you guys had without Matthew Kachuk in it. Like, <laughs> yeah. <I> just... <laughs> like, you're lying. Like, now you're just lying. And it's just so entertaining because... Um, he's 20. Wow, like, he's yeah. 21 years old. He's 21 years old. And then, like, okay, Matthew's response was perfect. Can I read yep. it? Okay, so Matthew's... <laughs> Matthew Kachuk was like, it doesn't bother me at all. Doesn't really surprise me. Doesn't, does not bother me. Or no, it does not surprise me. It's just another day. I'll sleep like a baby and not worry about that type of stuff. I'll tell you that. <laughs> like, what a, like, what a boss bitch response. Like, it doesn't how... surprise me. I'll sleep like a baby. Do you see him? Like, I could believe he said that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and the thing about Matthew Kachuk is, like, I've seen some, like, uh, like like post game um, interviews and like like off ice interviews with him and stuff like that and he is really funny yeah he's, he's funny. like a funny guy so like I can completely see him doing that saying that and then just like actually not giving a fuck like I don't know what it was about him and Drew Doughty like I have no idea but like in that game unfortunately the Kings won um three zero so like fuck but like uh. Like, like him and Kachuk got in, like, Dowdy and Kachuk got into it a little bit. And, like, whatever was said, I don't know what, but Dowdy got a penalty for it and Matthew didn't get anything. It's just, like, he, this guy's so, like, he lives rent-free in your head. Like, this is truly a moment of, like, someone, <laughs> a player living rent-free and another player. I head. think it's because, like, um, when Kachuk was a rookie, he was, like, pulling shit and Drew Dowdy was just, like, Excuse you, I am a veteran. You, rookie, what are you doing? And then ever since then, he's just been like, I cannot stand like, this kid. Like, I don't even, yeah, and like, Kachuk does like nothing. Like, he just like looks at Daddy and he's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, it's just like, Daddy just looked at him. And like, that's all he has to do. Oh, God, I love Matthew so much. Like, I mean, Brady's always been my favorite and he always will be my favorite. But like, Matthew, uh, I appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah, that's funny. Thank you so much. <laughs> it really is. Like, why that. are you so mad? <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, and then, like, I love that the, the writers, like, the beat writers know. So whenever they play the the flames, they're like, hey, Dowdy, like, <laughs> Good job you have anything you want to say to that? <laughs> I just love that. Like, that's when trolling at, is at its best. The next stuff that Kelsey's about to read, like, he said this, like, a couple hours after. Like, whole, what was so up just, with like, him? talking shit the whole day. <laughs> he's mad about Brady. I mean, Matthew. Are the kings... How are the kings doing? Are they? They're like no. They're like they're gonna get Jackie. They're like bottom of the league. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he's just yeah. done. <laughs> he's just he's like, like, I should, like this is like he's like I should have signed comment... that contract. I should have went to Toronto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Toronto's like no thanks. <laughs> he's um, dumb. That's why. What? Okay. So Drew Drew Downey. Oh, he was like asked about like Brett Burns. Like I don't know why. Or I guess I, I think guess he asked race. about the North. Race, yeah. yeah, I asked about the Norris race, and he was like, I watch the games, I watch how they play, I watch Brent Burns get beat 20 times a game, that's how I base it. All you gotta do is watch one San Jose, San Jose Sharks game, and you'll see Brent Burns get be- beat three times a game, literally, and everyone has him up for the Norris. I just don't get it. Like, that, like, he sounds so pretentious. He sounds like a bitter Betty. Like, yeah, sound he sounds bitter. like a bitter Betty. And like, <laughs> So, oh, and someone was ta- like, I'm oh, I'm sorry. When you have, I know plus minus is like a dumb stat, but when you're when yeah. you're a minus thirty one on the season, I don't think you get to talk about who's yes. in the Norris race or not. Um, and someone was like, they quote tweeted it, and it was like, Drew Doughty has the nerve to talk about how Brent Burns gets beat or whatever. Um, but there was this clip of the Penguins, and it was like. Drew Downey was leaving the ice while Sid ha- was, like, torching all the other L.A. Kings, and then they score. And Downey's, like, leaving the ice. That's exactly why he gets 31. Uh, he has 31. Uh, who was the one that, who was the one that, like, the Kings-Pens game that, like, basically embarrassed Drew Downey? Was It was Pearson. He, like, <gasps> do you remember was that? It? It was- I remember that. Oh, it was nice. I don't remember it, but it was I'm, great. I'm thankful for it. I love when Drew Daddy's I'm so angry when he plays the, oh, the pen. Like, last time it was, he wasn't, unfortunately. But I'll never forget the, the stick breaks, like, against the goalposts. Like, what a, what a beautiful, a beautiful thing. Like, I love that reaction. I know everyone gets mad when they break their sticks, but this is a stick that I don't care about. <laughs> But I do have a question for you guys, because I know Kelsey's the one that always slips in really good questions. <laughs> I have one today. Um, so, you know how people always say um, they wish NHL players had more personality, we wish players spoke out more. Um, do you feel like, you know, this is an example of, like, Drew Doughty is an example of players speaking out more, and then the rest of the hockey community getting upset about it? So we say we want one thing, and then once we get it, we could all complain about But this it. is, like, mean. Like, just be yeah. fun. Yeah. I mean, I just find his comments, like, funny, but I don't, I don't, like, the Kachuk comments are okay, funny. Like, obviously, like, this kid's under your skin, and that's really funny. But the whole thing about, like, Brent Burns, like, that's you coming at, like, his ability at the end of the day when you're not much better. I, I think when... They, when people say they want players to speak out more, they want it to be more like when when Stamkos, when they were talking about the playoff format, 
And then the light, they like a bunch of lightning players are just like, yeah, like it's not really fair, blah, blah, blah. You, you play the games for whatever, whatever. As opposed to being like mean spirited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I definitely agree. I get what you guys are saying. And I, uh, for just for what it's worth, I definitely, I agree with you guys. I mean, yeah, like I feel like we don't want, we want personality like, I don't know, for me, I'd, I'd want players to speak out on, like, issues that I have problem with, like, yeah, like the playoff uh, format. Or, you know, if if the team sucked that night, then just say, the team sucked. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be like, oh, well, we got pucks in deep and blah, blah, blah. We just got to work we hard just didn't and put have our heads to the ground. And, yeah, like, all those other cliches. Like, no, be honest with me, because as someone who is a new fan, I'm trying to learn the game. And if I if I if you confirm what I saw on the ice... That only helps me as a fan. I wish they would show, kind of showcase how much they're all friends. <laughs> how yeah. much they're all like friends, even though they're on different teams. Because they do that in the NBA a lot, and I'm jealous. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know much about Drew Doughty. I don't really want to. But when I say I want more personality from the players, I kind of want it to be more genuine and something about this feels very posturing and like he's I mean maybe it would be better from an entertainment standpoint if like he was true rivals with any of these guys but like as it is it's kind of random (laughs) I mean yeah yeah or like he was asked that question, but I definitely okay. Get what but mean. he was asked like a very general, like Norris question. He didn't have to specifically say Brett Burns. Yeah. He could have just said that. Oh, like I see a lot of defensemen in the league that get like burnt, like whatever, like twenty times a night, and they're in the Norris race. Then that makes it more like being critical of how we pick who, how we decide who wins the Norris without like coming out specific, like calling out specific players. Because Brent Burns is a, like, he's a fine player. He's not my Norris pick, but he's a fine player. Like, your daddy wasn't even wrong. It's just, it just came off very, like, ew, you sound like a hater. And, and yeah, and I'll, I'll definitely agree. Like, and I'll, I'll say this. I don't like Drew Downey. Like, I don't like him as a person. I don't like him off ice. I don't like him on ice. Um, but for you to sit there and say that, like, Brent Burns gets beat 20 times, like, I take Brent Burns on my team. I take Brent Burns before I take you, Drew Downey. Yeah. Like, and that's a fact. And, like, this isn't the first time that you've seen him call out people, like, other defensemen. Like, I'll never forget when he was, like, with Eric Carlson. We were both going to um, free agency, and we're going to get what we deserve. Yeah. Like, we're going to get more than P.K. Subban. And it's like, whoa, first of all, you didn't have to bring P.K. in. Like, you didn't have to reference him. And I think it's because PK was what, the highest paid defenseman at the time. Yeah, and I don't care. But that's the thing. Like, I don't care who the fi- highest paid defenseman is. Just, like, don't, like, stop calling out players for, like, just for your own benefit. To, like, make yourself. And then you like, didn't even go to free not. agency. You got a really exactly. bad contract so you're a for liar. yourself. And, you know, PK Subban's a better defenseman than you. I'm sorry. Like, it's. I would take him before. That's why, like, I am so, like, I would have protect. Um, I don't want. Capo, Caco Capo or uh, what's his name? Jack Hughes to go to the Kings because it's just a toxic environment with Drew Doughty there. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not going to be good for a while. But they're not. And Akil. I will say. I, I, I will say. The Kings have a lot of like 
good, like soft young players that are not your daddy. No comment. No comment. I don't want to know. I don't want to know anything about their soft. Christy like has a way of like players. finding the soft players from each team. Cause she never says no. She never says she never cuts herself <laughs> off from one team. <laughs> But I definitely do understand what you were saying, Danielle, about how, like, if you want more personality in the game, you have to take these, like, adversarial players, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I'm saying, like, with basketball, I don't really follow basketball that much. But, I mean, I do like that they have personality. And when I see someone say something that I don't like, like, if it's, um, what's his name? Uh, oh. Who's the basketball player that I hate? James Harden. James Harden. <laughs> If it's James Harden, I'm coming at him just like I'm coming at Drew Doughty. But, like, I mean, it's that's the thing. Like, you take the good with the bad. Like, fans gonna, are going to want this, but they're also going to talk about it if they don't like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm starting to, like, warm up to the to both Kachucks just because they seem like chaos demons. Yes. They, they are. are out of Oh, when they played each other, when um, Matthew and Brady played each other, the whole there was like forty family members there in matching jerseys. <laughs> the hot jerseys that they had. Yes. Like who were they? Isn't cheering that so cute? That is. I I don't know. I think they I think they just were just cheering, but I think they just wanted the boys to have fun. <laughs> Didn't um like Keith? Wasn't he like? I just hope they don't fight or something. Yeah. <laughs> Because they dad, their dad knows their little shits. Like, they get it from him. He knows. Like, like oh, my God. And then, oh, they love that the fact that they're drafted higher than their dad. And their like... dad was actually really good. Like, Yeah, he was drafted, like, 19th overall. He had, like, a thousand, like, he had, like, a thousand like, points. He was good. Okay, we're off tangent okay, again. But I think Sorry. we had, like, the Penguins next. Yes, all the Yeah, penguins. I didn't really know what to say about the Penguins. I mean, not much has changed. Yeah, I mean, well, Chris Letang might be hurt again. Yeah. Um, do we want to go back into the Penguins? I mean, it's it's just that have we accepted Ed McCann into our hearts? I mean, I I have, but I have stipulations. Like I have accepted him in my heart, but I don't want to hear about Derek Brassard. Every time he McCann scores, I don't want to hear about how Derek Brassard, this Jared McCann, is who we thought Derek Brassard would be two it's years like ago. It's like we so get like, it. We get it. Like we get it. And like Derek Brassard, that's the crazy part. Is like Brassard, Sprung, like these players when they left Pittsburgh, they were not like fuck you, Pittsburgh, you dirty bitch. Like, they, no one was mean to them. Like, no one said anything bad about Pittsburgh. Derek Broussard said he was like, I really do, I don't know why it didn't work. Like, I wanted it to work. He was so excited to come here. Like, I don't think that there were times when he was just like, I don't care. Like, he just felt off balance here, which is fair. And he felt like he wasn't a part of the leadership group, which is fair because you come in here and you're not a top guy. You're not a top guy at all. And you need to know that from the beginning because you have Crosby, you have Malkin, like you have Kessel, you have Tang. Like they all have their own routines. And it's really funny to think about it now because like you look at other teams in warmups and they have their own routines, like, you know, but it's like the Penguins I realize is a lot different than other teams because like Sid somewhere, like warming up and then Gino's like in the middle of the one dot so you have to like kind of skate around him yeah like and you're like skate around him make sure no pucks hit him (laughs) and like you have to make sure all this stuff happens and like yeah that could be a lot like to to, you know what I'm saying like 
so and, and, and it's fine when you're a rookie because you're like oh my gosh this is what i have to know but if you're like an established like if you're he's Derek Broussard is the same age as all those guys like yeah. you know and they have year like decades of friendship like i i mean you could know chris letang but you don't know the inside jokes he has with sin and gino and like even even phil kessel like when you win two cups together like you have this bond that, like, it's hard. Exactly. And, like, no one can really, like, come in here and be like, hey, guys. And then you you get there and you're not playing that well. And then people are kind of like, oh, yeah. Okay. Like, here's this guy. Like, he's not fitting in here. I don't know why. So then he starts doubting himself. So I completely understand why it didn't work. And it doesn't is it make me sad. Absolutely. Because I like Derek Broussard. But, like, there's no need to, like, keep bringing him up every time Jared McCann scores. There's no need for that. Like, Jared McCann can be a good player, and Derek Broussard can be a good player. Jared McCann can work out for the Penguins, and Derek Broussard cannot work out for the Penguins. And that's fine. But it's like, no, it's not. Like, we have to bring it up every single time. It's to the point where I'm like, I might have to mute Derek Broussard. Oh, my timeline. Because it's like, that's all I see. Like, And people think they're, like, witty, witty, but it's like, you know, someone just tweeted that tweet out a week ago when right. Jared McCann scored, right? Like, it's not that big of a deal, but I know I know some certain people who type it out. They're not trying to be malicious, and they're not trying to, you know, it just is what it is because it is true. But it's like, come on, you don't have to say that all. But like, time. I don't even think Jared McCann is what the Penguins thought they were gonna get. No, with absolutely. With it's maybe what fans thought they were gonna get Broussard but I don't know I've been very like I get it Jared McCann you can score like I get it but um because I miss um Broussard <laughs> but yeah he's so good and he's only 22 yeah he's been traded like three well, times was, already he was a Twice. first round pick he yeah he's a first round Daniel, pick Daniel you're the one that um told us or me at least that like he had they said that he had attitude problems in Vancouver because he seems very too. nice. So maybe he just, I mean, it's nice when you're white. That's true. Yeah. Oh, uh, true. I actually didn't hear that. I don't know. I heard that, that like he had, he had like attitude problems and that's why they traded him. And I don't think he was doing too well. Yeah. I mean, Vancouver is probably a tough place to play. I mean, maybe not. Vancouver also was not run well up until yeah, like true. recently and I I can't say much about how they're run now but they weren't run well in the same in Florida now. yeah and he's a little bit older now yeah who knows I mean it's probably the same thing like they said that Sprog had an attitude problem right yeah Probably like I know my skill set and you're not using me in the way that I know I can play. Right. Yeah. Which like players speaking out against how like the way they're being used, I don't think is a bad thing. It's not. Like if they're if they're saying like fuck this coach, fuck this team, like if they're being rude and disrespectful, like okay, no. But them speaking out and being like, Hey, like I mean I think I'd be better suited here. I don't know why they're making me like do this, this and this. I don't think that's a problem at all. But then again, I don't know. But then I also saw people, real quick, I also saw people compare Sprong to Jared McCann, and it's like... No. Okay, first of all, Jared McCann was a first-round pick, Sprong was a third-round pick. So there's a there's a difference in skill set there, anyway. Yeah. 
Okay, like yes, yeah, Rock could score. He has a good shot, but come on. And then, yeah, and then the people are like, "Oh, well, Peterson and Sprung. Like, look at how Peterson is. Peterson's twenty-two as well. Yeah, so we have some young guys. Yeah, but like everyone's talking about well, Peterson. Peterson. Well, Peterson's Peterson also rookie. with the first-round pick. Yeah, and Peterson. He was also drafted, drafted by the like twenty-second. Yeah, but he was drafted in the first round. That's why these players are good. Like everyone's like, "Well, why is Pittsburgh this?" Well, Pittsburgh didn't have a first round pick. Okay, <laughs> like, these players were picked in the second and third round. Okay, like give it some freaking like time. Everyone's like, "Dominic Simone sucks." It's like give him a break. He's not a Jared McCann because like he was f- not drafted in the first round. He was like a fourth round pick. Like what, Dominic? <laughs> you know who else I've accepted into my heart? Erica Branson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fair. know if, like, I mean, I don't, yeah, I think that's perfectly fair. He I mean, has been a pleasant surprise for me. I think sometimes he looks cute, sometimes he looks ugly. Oh, I meant, like, as a player. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, he's been fine. Um, yeah, I think because the bar was, like, so low. So low. Like, we thought he was going to actively hurt the team, and the fact that he hasn't been doing that, I think we're all like, what? Yeah. Really? He also okay. gave a really, I mean, it wasn't, like, extremely interesting, but, like, he gave a whole interview with Potash that, like, didn't use any of the cliches. He actually said interesting really? stuff. Oh. Huh. I mean, when he got traded here, he was very honest about how he how he felt like he wasn't being used the way he should be in Vancouver. But I think it's funny how Gabranson and McCann, I think they were traded for each other. For each other, yeah. And then there, yeah, we got him. Oh, when Tanner Pearson went to Vancouver, they were like, who do you know on the team? And he was like, Eric Gabranson. <laughs> they were just like... <laughs> Yeah, oh, that was so funny. Awkward silence. But I was like, "Oh, good luck, Pearson. You're with a team of rookies." Oh, um, do you want to kind of talk about the playoffs and like who would play who? Sure. Yeah, sure. So you stated earlier, Christy, you were like, "Who do we want the Penguins, or who would we rather the Penguins yeah. play?" Yeah, I don't have a whoever they can beat. <laughs> like. Like, I don't, I don't trust know. the Penguins I'm very to weird. win four games no, no, that's against what, any of them. That's the thing. Like, I don't know. I find myself, like, I'm like, oh, the closer we get to the playoffs, like, all right, let's just pack it up. Let's get ready for next season. Because two of my teams are basically packing up and getting ready for the season to end. But then I keep remembering, I'm like, wait, Pittsburgh and the Jets are in the playoffs. Oh, like, you have mark. teams. But I just don't. They're both so iffy. I just don't. Like the the Jets don't look as strong as they did last season. No, like they I'm don't. not as confident as them. They look so disjointed. Like, they don't look the Yeah, like they don't look like the other team. They they don't look like the same team. And like people were talking about how like Blake Wheeler, yes, he's playing on the he's scoring on the power play, but like five on five, him and Shife's uh line isn't as good as it was last season. Mm-hmm. And like if that line isn't going as good as it was last season, then we are in trouble. I will say Kevin Hayes has been really good. I think he's been good for the Jets and like he has what, he, what his skill set. Um, yeah. What kind of center is he? What do you mean? Like, is he like a checking center? Is he a scoring center? Like, what? Like, obviously he's, he's their second line center, but like, what is that line mostly doing? Doing. <laughs> yeah. 
I think he's like, he's not like a checking center, but I think he is meant to be a scoring center because okay. he can like pass the puck. And they they wanted to put scores on his line. But line has been on line is on his line, I think. And finally, but Liney lately has been getting more assists than actual goals, <laughs> which I which I think is good. Which I think is good because who's scoring? Yours. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or like a okay. Um, Ugh. yeah, but I think it's good that he's working on other stuff besides school score. Yeah, I like listen. As long as Liney's getting points, I don't care how he gets them. Even though I would love, I want him to pass. Austin and goals. I mean, oh um, uh, no, he's only at thirty, I think. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like how Austin is passing him in goals. So, <laughs> I just like want to protect line. I know. Yeah. Like from anything bad, I just like. I for sorry, I for I just made a mistake, and I hate when I like forget things and then I listen to the episode and I'm just like no you're wrong Kalkana is on their line the Hayes and line A line oh okay so Ehlers is Ehlers on the first line line. yeah okay I do the same thing I'm like why did you say that but yeah I mean they're fine but I, I don't like when they're just like Oh, the Jets, they're automatically the best team in the West. And I'm just like, are they? Because they're struggling. They need help. Yeah, and everyone's just like, yeah, it's, it, it, they are. That, they're like, like, that that, fire, that firepower that they have. It's like, okay, but that defense that they have. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't trust anybody in the playoffs right now. None of my teams. Do you think it's like an open... <laughs> Open field. Yeah. I think in do the you West. Do think the yes. Caps could do it? I hope not. Are they have like realistically, like I, I don't know, like Hags they're playing really well now. Hags has been so good for them. But Hags is always good the second half of the like, season. Like, what is that that you could just do that? Oh no. So Tampa's clinched, Calgary's clinched, Boston's clinched, San Jose, Winnipeg, and Nashville. Mm-hmm. Vegas hasn't clinched yet? I think they're about to. The Pens have more points than Vegas. The Pens have more points than the Jets, I think. The Pacific, they do. The Pacific is bad. And the Nashville. Yeah, the West is bad, you guys. They have the same amount of points as San Jose with, uh, oh, okay, one less win. I was going to be like, why? I mean, the Pacific is bad. It's bad. Yeah, I guess true. I hope the Yotes make it to the playoffs, though. That'd be nice for them. If um if the top sixteen made it into the playoffs, it would be Dallas, Columbus, Montreal, Vegas, St. Louis, Carolina, Nashville, Winnipeg, Islanders, Pittsburgh, San Jose, Toronto, Washington, Boston, Calgary, and Tampa. They the Yotes wouldn't make it. I guess. No. Yeah. They're sixteen. They're, I mean, they're eighteen. Oh. Wait, so would the would the abs make it? No. Yeah. Oh, they would? Oh, nope. Just kidding, nope. Uh, the West is so bad. Like, it's actually been ridiculous how bad they are. Calgary's so good. And Boston's, like, right there, up there with them. They have 101 points. Boston's always like that. They're so, like, 
they just truck along. Like they do. So unnoticed and unassuming. I was thinking about this because everyone's talking about how Freddie Anderson has been playing so much. What do you guys think of Matt Murray's workload coming down the stretch? Yeah. On the you know what? I was just going to say, on the one hand, I feel like he plays his best when he's getting consistent starts, but I don't want him to be exhausted. Or get... Yeah. Yeah. I don't want him to, like, hurt himself. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely get... I don't know, because, like, I haven't thought about this at all, because I'm just so happy when he starts, because he's like, that's our start. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Like... I don't, because you know there was some confusion earlier yeah. in the year, but um, but I don't know. Like I think the more Matt plays going into the playoffs, I think the better it is. Um, but I don't think that he's played that much. Like how many games has he played this season? Do we know? Not off the top of my head. Let me look. Day forty. I'm guessing. Your guess is 40? Is that too much? <laughs> yes, it is. No, I'm just asking. Oh, he's he's played 45. Yeah, so not that And out of, yeah, out of 82 games, that's not bad. And, like, he really hasn't played that much. Can we um, talk about how he's at a, almost a 920 when he was literally at, like, a 2 earlier? <laughs> I'm telling you, Matt Money Murray, like... <laughs> I don't know who gave him that nickname, but it always sounds awkward to say, but it's the truth. I have a question. Like, it comes off of, like, the whole Freddie Anderson thing today. Why is... I guess it's not just Pittsburgh beat writers. Like, why are they tweet out, like, not false... Misleading. uh, ...quotes, but misleading quotes, yes. Because it's for for clicks. Like, this, this is their job. So... And, like, the more exposure, the better, but, like, it's annoying. But, like, my thing is, like, why, okay, you're going to tweet out that quote and tweet out a quote right under, again, misleading, and then tweet out the full snippet of it? It's, like, so you already put the tweet, like, you already put the full truth out there, so why are you tweeting this nonsense? You know that's not what what he meant. And that's, you know that's not how he said it either. so, I didn't see his original tweets, but was it like more to come? Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, it was like it was like first quote like uh, Babs on Freddie. It was like Freddie's a big he's a big boy. He's not a twelve year old. Um, he I spoke to him, I spoke to the that's he was like that's why he has a trainer. I spoke to the trainer and we've spoken to him. And then it was like right under it was like Freddie's response. He was like I have been feeling a little bit. I I. I have been feeling a little off this at this point in the season compared to other parts of the season and uh, or compared to past seasons. And then the third tweet under that, because it was a thread, it was like Babcock's whole response. And the response was like a paragraph uh, long. And it was like, and it was Babcock saying like so much other stuff. It was like, we believe in our goaltenders. You know, we know that the, um, we know that the, they need their rest. And we sat, me and the goaltender coach, like we sat down with Freddie and we said, what do you, what do you want? Like, what do you want? And what do you need right now? And what can we do to be better? And it was like a really thought out response. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, Babcock, like 
you really said that? And he was like, and he was like, we, we came to Freddie as like a man because he's not a 12 year old little boy. He's a man. Like he's in this sport. Like he knows. And that's why we communicated with him. And I was just like, that is a thought out, a thought out and good response to that question. Whereas you just tweeted out something that, yes, he said it. He said those words, but it was not in that yeah. order. So you specifically put like quotes and then like, you know how you do that? Like, he said this and then dot 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 and then like then mm-hmm. like something something else yeah like some you said you put that dot 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 in between things that are like important and, uh, and you just want to cut out yeah you cut out like like just filler words and you just want to get the point across he cut out whole paragraph <laughs> like sentences between stuff and i'm like that is like that's plagiarism because now you just distorted the quote so it's not even some yeah. not even the original quote like you have to add that much back like background to get us to understand that quote like that's not necessary and like granted i know this isn't like a apa chicago magna style I mean, uh, paper, but... but like come on like when you're quoting real people like that's a you're misquoting people you're misleading us the fans to think because like i was gonna go up in arms about babcock and like i mean i could i thought he was a that. horrible coach and now after that i was like that's actually a really solid response and then freddie's quote was like his context was like he was saying he was saying i do i feel as good as i feel i felt in past uh seasons no because i've been banged up a lot this season so at this point i normally have felt better but i feel like i haven't played a lot yet because i've been so banged up and i was like oh that makes more sense he's not saying that he feels horrible uh, right he's now tired. and he shouldn't play yeah. yeah that's not what he's saying but the original quote made it sound it's like also that. it also sounds like they play him a lot and Babcock doesn't trust Garrett Sparks as a goalie yeah I mean I don't think he does do you would you trust Garrett Sparks I mean I know I wouldn't but that's it then put someone else around like get another goalie yeah I was wondering I was like Kyle Dubas is that something I want to see his offseason like I know he has to sign Mitch but I want to see what he what he does about the goaltending. Uh, like they they had Curtis McElhaney. Like he was but fine. Is he a solid backup? Yeah, yeah. He I liked him more than a solid NHL backup. Yeah, he was for them. I don't. Know. I never understood why they waived him. Especially he's been doing really well in Carolina. He yeah yeah is quite a bit older than Garrett Sparks, so maybe yeah, that's something yeah. to do with it. Okay, this is a really random question, but I was just thinking about it. Do you think that when playoff, when teams, and I guess, I don't know, it makes sense that they'd want to keep playing, but, like, what if when you clinched, it was, like, when professors drop a drop a test and you could just not go anymore? Oh, yeah. Ah. <laughs> they drop your lowest grade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, like, you don't have to, like, you don't have to finish the final. Like, you could just come into the final. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I would like that. Like, that would be cool. I think, like, older teams, like the Penguins, would probably need that. Because, like, <laughs> <laughs> they need to like, so and Latang and, like, rest it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. What if, like, what if when, um, what if when, like, you, when you, like, all right, say you, like, teams that, like, came out of the playoffs, like, got eliminated from the playoffs. There's no way. Like, their good players can, like, jump on other teams when, and, like, play for the other teams be... so that the playoffs is, like, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, not, I mean, not really hard, but, like, it's more yeah. competitive. 
just like get Connor McDavid to like sub in. Oh my yeah. gosh! <laughs> like you could get you could get like Connor to go on like the first the first team to clinch gets to they have to do like a little mini playoff draft so they get yeah. to pick whichever player from <laughs> yeah. the eliminated teams. Yeah, yeah, but then who clinched? No, That'd wait, be wait, Tampa wait, wait. So no, it'll be like this. No, no, no. I was just about to say this. So no, no, no. It would have to be like if you're the if you get the president's trophy, you're the last in the draft. It's like you won the it's like you won the cup. No. So if you're the last to clinch, you ha- you get to play. You get the first. Yes, no. that's how it is. <laughs> that's how it is in the draft. You can't you can't just make it so that Tampa gets it. But the Why not? It's like so late. They wouldn't have time to practice together at all. Oh my gosh! Imagine they're uh, Tampa like clinched like two months in advance, and they're just like, okay. I mean, Dave's like, okay, bye. I'm gonna go play with Tampa now for two months. <laughs> no, you have to wait until you have to wait until um the uh, the Oilers are out of the playoffs. They're not. But okay, so so what? Not like not but two months before the playoffs start. Wait, so there's gonna be a wait. Okay, okay, okay. So what if there was like. No, there's no way that Tampa gets McDavid. That's too much. You guys are it's too much. Like he could go anywhere else. He could go to the Bruins, the he Capitals, go to the Leafs. He go to the Cats. Yeah, like yeah, no. whatever. Well, I guess he matches up well with Sid and that he can't beat him. Who? McDavid, yeah. But like McDavid would have to go somewhere where like he doesn't feel like Brassard, if that makes sense. Like they can't just put him somewhere and expect <laughs> fourth him. line center. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but anywhere he goes, like, there's... So do you think if he goes to a team, like, they're going to be like, okay, well, I guess you're our third, second-line center, like, or they're just like, Sid, uh, you're moving down one. <laughs> Evgeny, you're moving down one. Like, do you think they do that? Or they could be like, I would be okay with them, like, hey, Malkin, you play right wing. Why don't you hop on McDavid's wing? And I think Malkin would be like, okay, like... Yeah, I think... What if it was okay? No, I don't like this because then Tampa wouldn't get McDavid. But what if it was like the first team? What if it was like the first team to get the the like the first team eliminated? They go, they could, you could pick. If you're the first team that clinches, you get to pick from the first team that was eliminated. So like the sense, but yeah, don't have anyone. Or the or the Kings, so Tampa could get True Doughty. <laughs> nah, I don't want that. Yeah, that's I like that one. I Defensive like that one. juggernaut. Like, and then that would depend on the team, so it's not like it's like, listen, if you didn't clinch first then or you didn't if it takes you so long to clinch then you get you don't get that much time to, to practice with your players. Yeah. Um Alright, so that's everything from us for this week. As always, you can reach us at or on Twitter at where's underscore my underscore stick. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, also be sure to leave us a review on iTunes um, and rate us five stars, please. Um, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Christy, I don't even think anyone heard you say bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>